Hello everyone, I'm Jerry Savelle. What a joy to have you join with us again this week. If you've been watching over the last several weeks, you know we've been talking about the prophetic word that the Lord has given me for 2020. And that word is this, I'm going to open a new door and you're going to experience supernatural increase beyond anything you've ever experienced before. Get ready for supernatural increase like never before. Have you ever experienced supernatural increase? Well, if you have, praise God. You ought to know that God can do it, but the best is yet to come. Don't limit God. Don't think small. Don't talk negative. You dare to believe that God's going to take you to a higher level. Now, on uh, the previous two broadcasts, I talked about the importance of having a vision. Proverbs chapter 29, 18 says, without a vision, without a vision, you need to have a vision for what God is going to do in 2020. And that vision is this, see yourself experiencing supernatural increase. You know, the Lord said it to me this way, tell the people to have a 2020 vision for 2020. And what does that mean? I wrote down in medical terms what 2020 vision is. It means clarity or sharpness of vision. Clarity or sharpness of vision. You know, if the doctor says you got 2020 vision, you got perfect vision. Well, you need to have 2020 vision for 2020. And that vision is see yourself increase. No matter what you're going through right now, no matter how impossible it may seem, develop this 2020 vision. And the way you do that is you keep feeding your spirit the Word of God. What gets in your heart is what your heart will produce. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what you see and what you hear is how you develop the vision in your heart. So I'm going to take you into the service where we're talking about this. And I want to encourage you, pay very close attention. And at the end, I'll be back with some closing remarks. Let's look at something here. Once again, from Proverbs 29, 18, the Passion Translation, when there is no clear prophetic vision, the people quickly wander astray. And I don't want that happening to one person in this auditorium. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not going to happen to me, praise God. <laughs> Stray means to move about aimlessly. It means to lose clarity of vision or purpose. It means to digress or to deviate from the original planned course. See, God is setting a course for us. See, you ought to think every day when you get up, 2020, praise God, supernatural increase beyond anything I've ever experienced before. That's my course. That's the course I'm on for 2020, praise God. Amen. But if you don't continue to remind yourself and continue to perfect that image on the inside of you, then you'll begin to deviate. You'll get off course. Any pilots in here? All right. Sir, you know that just one degree deviation from the course that you set. And if you don't, all, if you don't change it, one degree, you're going to wind up somewhere else. Amen. You'll wind up somewhere else. Isn't that right, Richard? One degree. Well, that one degree, spiritually speaking, could be hanging out with the wrong people. Well, what makes you think you could increase? You don't, you've never had anything. You never will have anything. There's your one degree. 
Well, how in the world would God ever do this to you? You're not a preacher. Oh, I know lots of preachers it's not working for. You don't have to be a preacher for it to work. But if you are a preacher, I ought to be working for you, praise God. Amen. See, that's, that's that one degree off. No, you got to let your eyes look right on, the book of Proverbs says. Let your eyes look right on. Amen. He said, protect what you listen to. Protect what you see. Because it has everything to do with what's going to get in your heart. So don't let anybody convince you that supernatural increase is not for you. I mean, you, 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 can't, you can't experience that. You, you, you come from a poor family. Well, you can be the one who breaks the mold. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If I, if, I had, if I had grown up in Vicksburg, Mississippi with my grandfather like it was originally planned, I would have today a poverty mentality. Now, my dad... He didn't realize it back then because he would have never left Victorburg, Mississippi as long as he lived. He, 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 he went to heaven thinking Jesus is going to set up his kingdom in Vicksburg, Mississippi. You know? I'm not sure about that, but, but he loved being from Vicksburg. He loved living in Vicksburg. He always wanted to go back to Vicksburg. But he didn't realize it that when I was probably six, seven years old, he decided to move to Shreveport, Louisiana, move us to Shreveport, Louisiana. He would have never done that. He, he didn't realize at the time he's being led by the Spirit and for no other reason, for my benefit. For my benefit. Because if I'd have stayed in Vicksburg under my grandfather, see, we, we lived in a house that my grandfather owned that he gave to my dad when he came back from World War II. You know, but it was on grandpa's property and, and I would have grown up with that same mentality that grandpa had. He was a wonderful man, but he, he had a poverty mentality. And dad moved us to Shreveport. Now we didn't start prospering immediately, you know. He, had, he did get a better job and, and over a period of time, uh, God began to bless him and I don't think he even realized that it was the blessing of God. Right. And then we moved to Millard Street. We, we, we had lived in about four different places before we ever got to Millard Street. And now I'm in the sixth grade. <laughs> four different places. And now I'm in the sixth grade. And when we moved to Millard Street, that's where Carolyn's mom and dad already lived. What a coincidence. <laughs> huh? God moved our family to Millard Street. Now, Carol and I grew up together. I'm two years older than her. We were friends. We went to school together and so forth. But on my part, it wasn't love at first sight. It was hers. When you got it, you got it. Hallelujah. Amen. First time I come riding my bicycle down the end of Millard Street, she told her mama, I just saw the boy I'm going to marry. We're going to preach the gospel and all that. It's a good thing she never told me that when we were kids. I'd have never spoke to her again. <laughs> but over a period of time, you know, I come home from college one time. I was in my second year of college, and I came home to see my parents and see some friends and all, and ran into Carolyn. This is, she's in a senior in high school now. I'm in my second year of college. 
And, and I looked at her, and I thought, this girl has changed. That's not that same little girl down at the end of the road. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, I didn't say hallelujah, but whatever was close to hallelujah when you're a sinner, hallelujah. You know? I almost said it. I don't want to say that. But anyway, <laughs> I was attracted. And next thing you know, we're dating. Next thing you know, man, we, we didn't date for a long time. We married, get married. She was two months out of high school. And we married July the 15th, 1966. Now, I'm still running from God. But God had me in the right place. Had me in the right place. She's believing God for me. She's believing God that I'll surrender my life to the Lord. I'd never told her about my experience at 12 years, 11 years old, hearing the call of God, watching Oral Roberts. I was not about to tell her that. That would have been leverage. <laughs> she would have used it against me, you know. And so uh, it wasn't until Kenneth Copeland came and I went to the service the last night, heard the gospel like I'd never heard it before, and I couldn't run anymore. Yeah. Amen. Surrender my life to the Lord. Amen. You see, this was all part of God's plan. And it all began with my daddy moving us to Shreveport. I, I guess God could have done it some other way, you know, with me staying in Vicksburg. But I think the, the, the plan was get him out of Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I had to leave Egypt first before I could get into the promised land. Hallelujah. Amen. And look at me now. Hallelujah. And, and praise God, this beautiful woman, we've been married 53 years, and she believes in me just as strongly today as she did the first day I accepted the Lord. Hallelujah. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today without God, Jesus, Carolyn, and Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> Amen. And I thank God that all of them are in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. So once again, Psalm 119, verse 10, don't let me stray from your directions. I'm endeavoring to give you God's direction today. Don't stray from it. Say, Lord, don't let me stray. Now, if you really meant that, he's going he's gonna to help you. And whatever he tells you to do, if you, you, you're tempted to stray, do it. Don't stray. Do what he's telling you to do to keep you on course. Amen. So once again, stray means to move about aimlessly, to lose clarity of vision or purpose, to digress or to deviate from the originally planned course. Hallelujah. I've got 2020 vision for 2020. How many of you got 2020 vision for 2020? Clarity of vision, praise God. I remember uh, just before I turned 70, which is three years ago now, uh, my birthday is on December the 24th, and, and I had to go renew my driver's license. And I told Carolyn for, for quite some time, I'd been telling her, I said, I think my eyesight's improving. She said, really? I said, I put these glasses on for distance, and it's blurry out there now. I take them off, and I can see. She said, Really? I said, yeah, I don't think I need glasses anymore. So when I got ready to go do my driver's license, you know, renew them, I didn't take my glasses. When I went in there and, and it was my time and I'm looking, you know, in that deal to eye exam. 
when I got ready to put my eyes, my face up against that, she said, uh, you have a restriction you need to put on your glasses. I said, I don't think I need them anymore. She said, you have a restriction on your license. You need glasses. I said, ma'am, I don't think I need them anymore. She said, you're 70 years old. <laughs> I said, I know, but I don't think I need them anymore. I said, can I read the chart? She said, yeah. And I read every line. She went down to the lower line. I read every line. She said, there's something wrong. And she took the slide out and put another one in. And I read all of it. She said, this is amazing. I'm taking the restriction off your license. You don't need, you don't need glasses anymore, praise God. Amen. Now I'll be 73 next month, praise God. I can still read fine print. I can still see distance, hallelujah. Just call me Jerry Moses Savelle. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. And I've got not only clarity of vision physically, but I got clarity of vision spiritually, hallelujah. I got a clear vision in my heart of where God wants me to go. Get that clear vision in your heart where God wants you to go, and there's no devil in hell that can stop you from getting there. Give the Lord your best shout, praise God. Amen. The apostle Paul once declared to King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26 and verse 19, he said, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. God had given him a vision on the road to Damascus. And he said, by this time, he's, he's in King Agrippa's presence. And he said, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. The message translation says, I couldn't just walk away from a vision like that. Man, I like that. I couldn't just walk away from a vision like that. I became an obedient believer on the spot. Hallelujah. Are you an obedient believer today? Praise God. He received it by faith. He put everything he had within him into it and refused to give up on it. And he said, I was not disobedient. Are you that determined today? The Passion Translation says, I was not disobedient to what was revealed to me. I was not disobedient to what was revealed to me. Amen. Another word that is closely associated to the word disobedient is the word disrespectful. Disrespectful. Now, listen to this. Therefore, I'm just reading from my notes here. Therefore, you could say that if you aren't willing to stay the course and keep the faith where this prophetic word is concerned, this prophetic vision is concerned, then in reality, you're not showing respect toward God for what he said. Now, that's pretty strong. While I respect God, if you don't respect what he says, then I have a right to question your respect for God. Because God and his word are one. Amen. Yeah, but how do I know this is really what God wants? Because I told you. Well... What makes you the authority? I'm not the authority. God is. But the Bible does say, believe in God and his prophets and you shall prosper. Amen. Oh, you're now a prophet? Well, according to God, according to my mentors, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagan, Oral Roberts, and T.L. Osborne, they all saw it at the same time. 
within a couple of months of each other. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't looking for another office of ministry. I was happy with what I was doing. And Brother Copeland called me out in the Believer's Convention back in a number of years ago and said, Jerry, God is adding a dimension to your ministry and you will become a seer into the spirit realm and he'll hold you responsible for what you see in sharing with the body of Christ everywhere he sends you. Shortly after that, Brother Hagin said almost the same words. And then Oral Roberts wrote me a four-page handwritten letter and said, Jerry, when I saw you preaching tonight, I saw you preaching prophetically and I encourage you to go to the pulpit Speaking prophetically every time you go. Amen. Amen. All four of my mentors said it at almost the same time. Just a little bit different wording. So I, I have to receive it whether I won't do it or not. Now I don't go around bragging about that. In fact, I very seldom even mention it. But I know the office that I stand in. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, believe ye in the Lord your God and his prophets and you will prosper. Hallelujah. Man, I'm standing on some dangerous ground right now. This is going out on television. Won't I get some interesting letters? But it's not going to talk me out of what I know I'm called to do. That's like water off a duck's back. Praise God, I know what I'm called to do. Amen. So he said, I'm, I was not disobedient to what was revealed to me. And once again, another word for disobedient is disrespectful. To disrespect what God declares, uh, I'm sorry, to respect, to respect what God has declared is to give total allegiance to it. Psalm 119 verse 112 the Passion Translation says, I have determined in my heart to obey whatever you say fully and forever. That's giving total allegiance to it. Amen? This is what it takes to see vision become reality. Glory to God. Are you receiving today? Amen. Now, let me wrap it up with this. I know I've got about 10 minutes here. I think I can do it. Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Where is he thinking? In his heart, not just his head, but as he thinketh in his heart. Another word that could be used here for thinketh is the word imagine. Whatsoever you can imagine in your heart, whatsoever you can inner image in your heart, then you will become that or it will come to pass in your life. Whatever your inner image is that you have in your heart, then eventually it will become reality in your life. Now, inner image is produced by the Word of God being put in your heart continually. Amen. Continually. Everybody say continually. That's the reason I gave you all those scriptures about increase. Put them in your heart continually. Amen. Vision is a matter of the heart, not the head. It's a matter of the heart. Now, eventually, your head will start believing what your heart believes. That's called renewing the mind. Amen. 
Once we believe something in our heart, then it becomes fixed and established and no one can take it away from you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're easily persuaded about supernatural increase, that it couldn't happen to you, and it's based on what other people are saying to you, then it just stands to reason that your heart's not fixed and established in it yet. And what are you supposed to do? Cast down those evil thoughts? Cast down everything that's contrary to the Word of God? Cast down imaginations that don't line up with the Word of God? And then Paul says not only cast down what doesn't line up with the Word, but then he says think on these things. Amen. Things that are good report, things that are lovely, things that are true. Amen. So this, this is a exercise. Amen. You know, if you want to build up your biceps, you got to, you got to exercise. You got to use some barbells, you know, and keep at it. If you want to exercise your spirit and then what's in your spirit become what's in your mind, then you're going to have to do some spiritual exercise and some mental exercise. Hallelujah. See, a lot of times people think, well, if it's the will of God, it'll just happen. La, 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 la. No, it won't. It's the will of God that not one person go to hell. But they're going. Some are already there. But it wasn't the will of God that they go. The will of God hung on the cross. Paid the price for every man's transgression but not every man will receive it. Even though it's the will of God that they not go to a devil's hell. So that philosophy, well, if it's the will of God, it'll just happen. No, that's, that, that'll get you in trouble. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 112, verse seven and eight, his heart is fixed. His heart is established. The Passion Translation says his heart is firm ever secure in his faith, steady and strong, ever secure in his faith. In other words, it's not likely that you will ever talk this man out of it. It's not likely that he will ever waver from the vision. Why? Because he's steadfast. He refuses to give up until the vision becomes reality. And as the apostle Paul would say, Romans 4, 21, being fully persuaded Romans 8, 38, I am persuaded. Persuaded means influenced and drawn to what God has said and no longer considering anything else. And once again, I'll refer to how Paul would say it, Acts 20, 24, but none of these things move me. I am not moved by anything else other than what God has said. And I'm focused on that. That's my vision. I'm established. I'm fixed. And I'm headed for it just as sure as the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord your best shout. Praise God. Amen. And then I'll close it with this. Acts 27, 25. Wherefore, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. I believe God. Somebody say, I believe God. And I believe it will be even as it was told me. And God has told me. 2020 is my year for supernatural increase beyond anything I've ever experienced before. I will not waver. And give the Lord another good shout. Hallelujah. 
What if God wants to bless you beyond your own natural abilities? The prophetic word for this year declares, God is opening for new doors in 2020, and you'll experience supernatural increase beyond anything you've experienced before. Today's special package includes Jerry Savelle's new prophetic teaching, 2020, Year for Supernatural Increase on CD, and his powerful book, Increase God's Way. This special package will help you develop a new vision for supernatural increase. As we step into this new decade, don't be limited by your own strength, ability, education, or skills any longer. Supernatural increase is your covenant right, and now's the time for you to experience a greater manifestation of God's blessing. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Supernatural Increase Special Package. Don't wait. Begin today to strengthen your faith and fully expect to prosper, increase, and rise above every adversity. This is your year. I want you to believe it. This is your year for supernatural increase. I want you to begin to decree it right now. The Bible says in the book of Job that if thou shalt decree a thing, it will be established unto thee. Speak it all the time. Talk it all the time. Don't talk poverty. Don't talk lack. Don't talk want. Don't talk need. Talk what the Word says. And God says He will increase you more and more. Go around talking that. And as you do, then it will be established unto you. In other words, the more you talk it, then praise God, the sooner it's going to manifest in your life. So go around talking. 2020 is my year for supernatural increase. No matter what everybody else is talking or anybody else is saying, you just keep speaking the Word of God. You know, I love the story about the centurion who came to Jesus and said, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy. And Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. He said, no need for you to come to my house. Just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Jesus turned to his disciples and said to them, this is the greatest faith I've ever experienced. The greatest faith I've ever heard spoken in my presence. And what did he say about it? He said, the man said, speak the word only. And that impressed Jesus. When you can uh, have faith based on what God's word says and it alone then Jesus considers that to be the greatest faith. So I want you to keep saying it. This is my year for supernatural increase. Somebody say, well, why do you think that? Because the Word says it. And I'm speaking the Word only. That's the only thing that's going to come out of my mouth is what God says. And as far as I'm concerned, that settles it. Amen. Now I want to read this scripture again to you. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Now listen to it from the message translation. You'll end up better than ever. Oh, isn't that good? You'll end up better than ever. You're not going to get worse. You're going to get better. No matter what you're going through right now, don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on His Word. You keep saying, this is my year for supernatural increase. And keep saying, I'm going to end up better than ever. Praise God. Now, don't forget our resources. This series that I'm teaching you is on CD, three CDs, where I taught right here in our church at Heritage of Faith, and the little book entitled Increase God's Way. These are powerful resources that will help build your faith. So I want to encourage you to order your, these resources right away. All the ordering information is on the screen. And once again, I want to thank all of you that communicate with us, that call in and write in and ask for prayer and share your testimonies. We greatly appreciate you communicating with us, and we love hearing your good reports. Join me again next week, and remember, your faith will overcome the world. 